trusting God when it doesn't make sense. Amen. Trusting God when it what? It just doesn't make any sense. Um, You know, the things that we see happening in our lives, we wonder to ourselves and we say, man, God wants me to trust him in spite of what I see. Now, here's the thing. We, We started off with a with a working definition, right? We had a working definition. Does anybody remember what that definition of trust is? Anybody remember what that is? Yes. Reliance or confidence in a person. In, in, in this case, we're talking about God, right? Relying on him and having full confidence in him. To write down, and I want you to keep it close to you. And I want you to always, like every now and then, um, you know, every now and then read it to yourself. Every now and then recite it to yourself. As a matter of fact, try to commit it to your memory. Amen. Here's what it says in Proverbs 3. It says, trust in the Lord with what? Some? Now, let me ask you a question. Why do we hold back on God? Anybody know? Why, why do we hesitate? Right? We don't trust him, but, but why, why do we do that? I mean, I know we don't trust him, but if we're saying everything that we're saying, right? That the Lord is good. That, that all of this, why do so many people hesitate? Now, this is a working Bible study, so you could talk back to me. So this is not Sunday morning. We, we can, we're having a dialogue here, right? So, so, so why, don't, why, don't, why, don't we, why don't people really, they trust it, but not with all. What do you think they're afraid of? They're afraid of giving up something? Okay, anybody else? All right. Afraid that it's not going to happen. Okay. When it says trust in the Lord with all your heart, what do you think that means? The song y'all sung, no holding back. Right? You can't hold anything back from God. But people hold back from trusting God. You want to know one reason to? Another reason? Superstition. (laughs) They feel like if I give it all up, but if I trust God all the way, then something is going to happen to me. Can I help you with something? Something's going to happen to you anyways. (laughs) But here's what you have to learn to do. When you're trusting God with all your heart, here's what happens. You position yourself, watch this, in God's favor. That's what you do. Because when you trust God with everything you have, and you say, I'm trusting with all my heart, Pastor, not just some of my heart. See, here's what it looks like when you don't trust Him with all your heart. You hesitate. You draw back. You don't tell Him everything, even though He already knows everything. Right? So it's the ability to become what? 
vulnerable with God. But I haven't seen God, Pastor. But God is spirit. They that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Watch this. Watch this. Verse 5 says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. And that means when you're trusting God with all your heart, what are you doing next? And do not lean on what? Your own understanding. So if I'm trusting God, it means that I'm not really trying to figure it out. I'm not leading on my understanding. As a matter of fact, I'm not trying to piece it together because I'm relying on with confidence on who? God. So, in other words, your self-reliance, my goodness, watch this. If you're not trusting God with all your heart, then you're still relying on you. And let me say this to you right quick. Whatever you're trying to figure out, God's already worked out. So if he's already worked it out, then what, I, what must I do? I must go to him and say, God, now show me how to get this done. Help me through this project or help me through the situation in life or help me through the circumstance I'm dealing, dealing with. Amen. Now, now look what he says. He says, and in all your ways, what? Acknowledge him. And he will make your path straight. You're trying to create a situation and God says, all you got to do is trust me. Trust me. Don't hesitate. Don't hold back. Don't fall into your thinking. Trust me to believe and believe me. And guess what? I'm going to bring it to pass for you. How many believe that God can do that for you? How many? Let me ask you a question. How many of you are trying to do something now with your life? And you're, you, you, you really want something. You want to see it happen. Come on, somebody. You want to see it happen. How many believe it's going to happen? So watch this. You have faith, but you got to have trust. We'll talk about faith later, right? Watch this. Watch, 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 watch. I want to show you something. I said I wasn't going to go here, but let me, let me, let, let me, let me show you the grounds for trusting God. Amen. The grounds. What grounds do you have? Amen. When you trust God. Okay. When you trust God, you must trust God's power and his strength, not your strength. And your power. There's nothing you can really add to your trusting other than just trust. Amen. But here's the thing. How many have been betrayed before? And what does betrayal do to you? It causes you to be suspicious. It causes you to be reluctant. Amen. And here's the thing. When you're holding back from God, here's the thing. You cannot expect him to give you his best. He's going to give you enough. You know why he's going to give you enough? Because of grace. God's grace. Are you following me? And so, and so the grounds for trusting him. 
Let's let's go to a story. You know, I love the Old Testament stories. Let's go to Daniel chapter six. Daniel chapter six. And and we'll back it up a little bit in this in this story here. Daniel is uh, the book of Daniel is a uh, it's it's a book of a prophecy. As a matter of fact, Don Daniel really deals with a lot of what's happening or what will happen in the end times. Amen. So God prophetically, God supernaturally gave Daniel an insight into what will happen in the end times. Amen. Daniel chapter six. And let me, uh, let me, let me see here where we're going to, where we're going to start off here. Uh, Daniel chapter six. And, um, want to look at verse 23. All right. Want to back up from there a little bit. And I want to go to, uh, let's see here. Let me, let me see where I'm at right quick. Daniel chapter six. And verse 23. All right. Let's find out what's going on here. Um, let's go to verse 16. Um, Daniel now is faced. With opposition. And the reason I want you to see trusting God from a position of opposition because that's when it really kicks in that's when it really matters it's easy to trust god when life is good come on easy to trust god when your everything is just working right now what daniel daniel has been here a long time he had been in captivity a long time and and what has what had been put in place was the fact that daniel was 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 being hindered from worshiping his God, praying to his God. He would not bow down to the king's statue. Amen. And, and if you look at if you look at verse ten, it says, "Now when Daniel knew that the document was signed, Amen." If you look back up, the, the satraps. Daniel was the chief commissioner at this point. Daniel here was the man, if you would. The Bible says that Daniel, let's back it up to verse 3. Let's go to verse 3. Look what it says. Then this Daniel began to distinguish himself among the commissioners and the satraps because he possessed, what? An extraordinary spirit. And the king planned to appoint him over the entire kingdom. See, when you're trusting God, you don't have to look for promotion. It'll follow you. When you trust God, you will give him your best. But here's the other thing. It will not disrupt your spirit. It will not stop you from doing things extraordinary. Are you following me? When you're trusting God, really nothing really matters, y'all. Because you know who got you. You with me? Even when stuff looked bad. Here he is in exile, but here he is having an extraordinary spirit. What should have broken him made him better. Come on, help me somebody. 
Look what the text says and look what the text says in verse 4. Then the commissioners, commissioners and the satraps began trying to find a ground. Some of you deal with this at work. Uh, uh, find a ground of accusation against Daniel in regard to government affairs. But they could not find what? No ground of accusation or evidence of corruption in as much as not only did he possess an extraordinary spirit, but he was faithful. Let me say, let me say this. When you are trusting God, your character changes, y'all. Listen, you possess faithfulness. And you know what you've got to know about faithfulness? God rewards faithfulness. So check it out, check it out, check it out, check it out. Then these men said, well, we will not find any grounds of accusation against Daniel. Watch this now. Here's a man who you knew when he went to work. He knew God. They could not get him on corruption. But what they could try to do is affect his relationship with God. Let me, let me come down here and talk to you for a minute. The moment you make up in your mind that you're really going to commit to this. And you're going to commit to God. And you're going to commit to trusting him. Your job. <laughs> you swear <laughs> that the devil knows exactly what you're doing. He will show up at your job to cause you to change your whole schedule. I've been doing this too long to not see the truth. When you make up in your mind, you're like, all right, man, we're going to do this thing. We're going to go to Bible study. We're going to learn. We're going to praise God. We're going to trust God. They're going to come and say, well, uh, we're cutting off, uh, we're cutting off uh, Friday, on Wednesdays. You got to work till 10. Or they restructure your days where you got to work every other Sunday. Can I tell you something? Just like they did it back then. The devil is still working now, y'all. Amen. But he's working as an unseen force that you can't see. And if you're not, if you're not spiritually strong or spiritually wise, you will miss what he's doing. You think, oh, that's just coincidental. Can I help you with something? Anything that hinders your walk with God is demonic. It's from the devil, y'all. Okay, watch this. Look what they said. They said this, we can't find no accusation against this Daniel unless we find it against him with regard to the law of what? His God. Like, Daniel didn't walk around saying, amen, brothers, how y'all doing? He didn't walk around saying, I'm blessed and highly favored the Lord. No, Daniel possessed. Listen, when you a Christian, a real Christian, you ain't got to say nothing. When you trust God, your light's going to shine. When you believe God, listen, listen. You are going to be faithful in what God has given you to do. You ain't got to try hard. Because you know that God is on your side. Now, I'm going to fast forward the story and let you know that, guess what? They, 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 they went on and what they did... Watch the text. Watch the text. This I, I was referring earlier to bowing down to the um, to the.
to the statue. That was early in Daniel's story. This is the second part of his, his life. And what this is about, let, look at verse, uh, let's look at verse 6. And then these commissioners and satraps came by agreement to the king and spoke to him as follows. King Darius lived forever. All the commissioners and kingdom and prefects and satraps, the high officials and governors have consulted together, they lying, that the king should establish a statute and enforce an injunction that anyone who makes a what? To any God or man besides you, O king, for 30 days shall be cast into the. See how the devil is always trying to obstruct your walk with God. I mean, come on, man. We can't pray to no other God for 30 days. They could not pray to any other God. And because the king was so ego driven, he signed the petition. Watch the text, verse 10. And when Daniel knew, now this is the part I want to show you about trust. The next time something comes to hinder you, don't fly off the handle, y'all. Don't trip. Don't, don't get out of character. Some people get just like totally out of character, man. They, they Look, they act like the whole world's about to end. How should you respond when you when you're faced with adversity, when you're faced with difficulty, when you're faced with the possibility of you not nurturing your faith? What do you do? Well, let's look at it. Now, when Daniel knew that the document was signed, what did he do? He entered his chamber, his house. Now, his roof chamber he had, now in his roof chamber, he had windows open towards Jerusalem. Now remember, he's in exile. I'm going to say it one more time. He's in exile. He's a prisoner. Okay, in exile. But all through his journey, Daniel developed a strong prayer life. Can I help you with something? Here's another way you can develop your trust. You have to develop a strong devotional life. You can't just pray to God on Wednesday when you come to church. You have to pray to God every single day. As long as you have breath. Oh, thank you, Jesus. In your body. As long as you know Jesus Christ in the pardon of your sins. And as long as you know you have the Holy Spirit living inside of you. And you have the word of God. You and I have to trust that when we arise in the morning. We ought to open our mouth and pray to God. Are you following me? Pray, prayer proves that you trust. But sometimes we pray out of routine. Sometimes we pray just because it's out of habit. There's no meaning behind it. Because it becomes so habitual. Watch the text. Watch the text. Text says. He would. Open the window. He says now in his roof chamber. Verse 10. He had a window open towards heaven. And what did he do? He continued 
kneeling on his knees, what? Watched a text. Master your question. If you knew you were, your life was being threatened and you would die for praying, would you still pray? See, some of us love our lives here so much on earth that we would compromise for anything. But when you trust God, this is a, this is a picture of trust. He got on his knees and the text says he continued kneeling on his knees three times a day. Sometimes we just pray one time a day. Right? Three times a day. I ain't talking about the stuff you do in the car. Uh, praying and giving what? Before God. As he had done what? Previously. Watch this. Whenever something comes to threaten your relationship with God, that's when you have to make a decision whether or not you're going to trust him or you're going to give in to your situation. See? Because all the enemy wants to do is stop you from praying and also from trusting him so that you can ultimately turn your back on him. That's what the devil wants. He's after your relationship with your father. Watch the text. Look what the text says. Then these men came by agreement and found Daniel making petition and supplication before his God. Then they approached him and spoke before the king and said, King... They went and snitched. Uh, remember that injunction? Did you not sign an injunction that any man who makes a petition to any god or, or man besides you, O king, for 30 days is to be cast into the lion's den? Watch this. The king replied, this statement is true according to the law of the Medes and Persians, which may not be revoked. Now, i got to understand that once the, once the decree has been made, See, they knew what they were doing. It cannot be reversed. It is what it is. The king did not know it was a setup to get Daniel out. But God knew. See, whatever the devil tries to do to you, God already knows. But, but see, here's the thing you got to understand. That it, sometimes the thing that's going to deliver you is your trust in God. That's what's going to deliver you. Watch the text. Text says, Then they answered and spoke before the king, Daniel, <laughs> here he is, who is the one, is one of the exiles from Judah, pays no attention to you, O king, or the injunction which you signed, but keeps making his petition three times. My question is like, y'all sure got eyes on me, don't y'all? Y'all nosy, man. First of all, my, my, my chambers is way over here, but you guys got your... See, here's what I want to say to you. Somebody's always watching. Somebody's always watching. Satan has his demonic forces out here. Listen, if you miss one day of prayer, that's how it starts, you know. Miss one Bible study. Miss one Sunday. 
And then it turns into another Sunday and it turns into another Sunday. And before you know it, you're like hitting and missing, hitting and missing, hitting and missing. And watch this. And before you know, he got you because you're, you're, you because right now what's happening is you're not becoming stronger spiritually. Watch this now. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. See, this is what I say to new believers. You got to wait about two, three years. It takes two years to make make a disciple. You got to wait at least two years, two to three years before you start consistently missing. (laughs) You you understand? Because why? Because here's the thing. Because you have not dug deep yet in your relationship with God. See, watch the text. Watch the text. Watch the text. So then then they, all right, verse, verse 14. Then as soon as the king heard the statement, he was what? Deeply distressed and set his mind on delivering Daniel. You see that? And even until sunset, he kept what? Exerting himself to rescue him. We already know that Daniel had what? An extraordinary spirit. Some of you are saying that. Like, I didn't do anything wrong. You don't have to do anything wrong. When you love God, come on somebody. When you trust God, the devil's always going to try to pull you away from him. But you got to have this Daniel spirit, y'all. Watch the text. Then these men came by agreement to the king and said, King, now recognize, O king, now. Now they're trying to press in on him, right? Uh, The law of the Medes and Persians, there's no injunction or statute that the king established must be changed. Verse 16. Then the king gave orders and Daniel had was brought into and cast into the lion's den. The king spoke and said, Daniel, watch this. Your God. Oh, Lord, thank you, Jesus. Who you what? Now, here you have a pagan king. Root, rooting for Daniel like. He's for Daniel. He's like saying, Daniel, I'm praying that your God that I don't know. Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you this, right? What did you think caused the king to see Daniel's God like that? Because of Daniel's faith? But also because of Daniel's what? Trust. He trusted God. God so much that he didn't have to walk around and say, man, I'm a Christian. I'm this, I'm that. I believe in God. No, the king knew that Daniel was connected to something divine. And when you can trust God, listen, saints, can I tell you something? This is your greatest test of your life. Sometimes a lot of us, we panic under pressure. This is a pressure situation. Look at the king. Your God, whom you consistently serve, will what? Will deliver you what? Hmm? Himself deliver you. A stone was brought and laid over the mouth of the den, and the king sealed it with one of his signet ring and with the signet rings of his nobles so that nothing will change in regard to Daniel. Can I help you with something? There's some things that the devil's going to try to get you to believe that it's final. But I want you to know something. It's not over until God says it's over. And as long as you live this Christian life, and I don't want to just give you the bad part to it. I want to give you the good part to it. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. As long as you live this Christian life, you'll understand that you will fall into many more lion's dens. 
The devil's always going to try to throw you into to get devoured. But what you have to do is trust God. Have an unwavering trust. Can you imagine what's going through Daniel's mind? Now, 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 this is us. Man, I pray three times a day. <laughs> I give. I serve. I sing in the choir. Why is this happening to me? Why has all of this happened to me? And here's my thing to you. Why not you? You see, because maybe your trust may give somebody else. Here's the thing. Trust in God when it doesn't make any sense. And for Daniel, it didn't make any sense. But right now, Daniel knew that he had to not lean on his own understanding. Because whatever you can understand, you got to already know that God already knows about it. And if you can hold on to that promise of his word, the promise that he'll never leave you nor forsake you, the promise, amen, that he will deliver you. Watch this. You'll find out and you will learn something about God that you never knew before. That he is faithful to those who trust him. Do I have anybody? Watch the text. The king arose at dawn. At the break of, at the break of day and went in haste to the lion's den. When he had come near the den to Daniel, near the den to Daniel, he cried out a troubled voice. The king spoke and said, Daniel, Daniel, servant of the living God. Has your God, whom you, Lord, I want to be known by that. Servant. Come on and help me somebody. Who consistently... Who constantly what? Served God. You see that? He says, have your God, who you serve, been able to deliver you from the, lion, from the lions? Then Daniel spoke to the king. <laughs> they thought they were going to have a three-piece. But God had another plan. Tell you, David, when you trust God. He'll take care of those lions. Can I help you with something? He'll take care of those jackals. He'll, he'll take care of all of those haters around you. Because guess what? You are his servant. And, and here's the thing. And a servant that trusts God. Don't have to worry about coming out on the other end of the lion's den. Look at the text. And Daniel spoke. King live forever. My God sent his angel. And what did he do, y'all? He shut the mouth, the lion's mouth, and they have not harmed me in as much as I was found innocent before him. And also towards you, O king, I have committed no crime. You see, the end of the story is Daniel was taken out of the lion's den, and his enemies were thrown into the lion's den, and they were devoured. All because Daniel made a decision. Are you following me? To what? 
To what? To trust God. Go to Daniel chapter 3. While we're here, let's just stay here. Daniel chapter 3. All right. Now, this was the one I was talking about earlier. All right. Now, King Nebuchadnezzar had lost his way. (laughs) He had gotten big for himself and he wanted worship. He was influenced. Amen. And here we are. The text says in chapter 3 that he made a image of gold. Verse 1. Okay, of himself, and he wanted worship. You see, if you look at verse four, it says, "Then the herald, then then the herald, loudly proclaimed to you the commander is commanders given, O peoples, nations, and men of every language, that at the moment you hear the sound of the horn, the flute, the lyre, the trigon, the uh, uh, psaltery, the." Uh, the uh, bagpipe and all kinds of what? Music. You are to fall down and do what? Worship the golden image that Nebuchadnezzar the king has set up. But whoever does not fall down and worship shall be cast into the midst of a furnace of burning fire. Therefore at that time, when all the people heard the sound of the of the horn, the flute, the trigon, the psaltery, is that psaltery? How do you say that? Psaltery, the bagpipe, and all kinds of music, and all the people's nations and men in every language fell down and worshipped the golden image that Nebuchadnezzar the king had set up. Are you seeing this? So what we're moving from is... From worship of the true God to idol worship. Now let me help you. Let me help you with something. Here's another angle that Satan uses. Whatever you become, whenever you are forced to not worship God, but have to choose something else, it's from the devil. But you as a believer have to take a stand for something. Watch the text. For this reason, at that time, certain Chaldeans came uh, forward and brought charges against the Jews. See that? The Jews weren't going to do that. They responded and said, Nebuchadnezzar, the king, O king, live forever. They go pumping his head up. It's always a snitch somewhere. Okay? You, O king, have made a decree that every man who hears the sound of, right, okay, all that, can fall down and worship the image. But whosoever does not fall down and worship shall be t- cast into the blazing fire. Right? And then there are certain Jews among you whom you have appointed over the administration of the providence of Babylon named Shadrach, Meshach, and a bad Negro. I mean, Abednego. Amen. These men, O king, have disregarded you. They do not serve your gods or worship the golden image, which you have set up. Now watch the text. Then Nebuchadnezzar, in, in rage and anger, gave orders to bring Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. 
And then these men were brought before the king. Nebuchadnezzar responded and said, is it true? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that wasn't their Hebrew name. That was their Egyptian name, their Babylonian name. Okay, look at the text. And then you did not serve my gods or worship the golden image I've set up. Now, if you're ready at the moment you hear the sound of the horn, the flute, the lyre, the trigon, the psaltery, the bagpipe, and all kinds of music. See, see, can I, I didn't get, let me, let me hope you right quick, right quick, okay? Uh, you see, uh, God is not the only one that want worship. So, uh, what you're listening to, I want to stay relevant here. Satan uses music of all genres, okay, to receive worship. That's how he's getting worship today. So when you keep playing T-Pain over and over and over again, or whoever you listen to, you know, I know he's irrelevant now, but uh, uh, Drake and all that kind of stuff, and you keep listening over and over and over and over and over again, what you're doing is you're actually giving worship to Satan. You understand what I'm saying? Because that's how he gets worship. Satan is a counterfeiter. He's always trying to counterfeit God. See, what the king wanted is what God only can get. You should worship the Lord your God and him only shall you serve. But watch the text. The text says now, they said, you're going to fall. Listen, y'all. Uh, if you know, and you hear the music and you do not worship, right? You'll be immediately cast into the midst of the furnace of the burning fire i'm in verse 15 and what god is there who can deliver you out of my hands now, i'm trying to bring this to, to a conclusion here today because i want you to understand something about trusting god what i what i'm showing you tonight is not just trusting god when it doesn't make sense but trusting God when the mess you're in doesn't make sense. When the adversity that you're facing doesn't make sense. When it looks like all of this is falling on you and it just doesn't make any sense. You see that there's someone in scripture. Who's been where you are right now. Come on somebody. Who's been through what you're going through. And he made it over to the other side. So what I'm trying to say to you is. Stop saying you can't do this anymore. Stop saying you can't work through your marriage. You can't work through this job that you prayed for. But now you're complaining about. Come on, help me somebody. The stuff that you've been talking about, the family issues that you're having. Listen, you can face anything if you trust God. Are you following me? Watch what happens. Watch what happens. Don't you want to know what happens? Verse 16, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied to the king, Oh, Nebuchadnezzar, watch it. We do not need to give you an answer concerning this matter. If it be so, Tell your neighbor, trust. Our God, whom we serve, tell your neighbor, he's able. <laughs> he is able to what? To deliver us from the furnace. Listen, what kind of trust is that? Listen, if you know you have not done anything wrong, 
you have grounds to stand on God's word and say, listen, the God I serve is going to deliver me. The God I serve because I know I'm doing what I'm supposed. Listen, you're not perfect, so stop trying to be a, per- a perfectionist Christian. Amen. And be a Christian, amen, that's willing to understand that you're going to fall every now and then, but you got to get back up. But watch this. Watch the text. He said, listen, he's able to deliver us from the furnace of blazing fire and he will deliver us out of your hand, O king. But here's the, here's the kicker. Here's the kicker to the verse. But even if, oh, I wish Job's wife would have read this. Even if he does not see, what we are with God and trusting him is transactional. God, I'll trust you if. God, I'll trust you if. God, I'll trust you if you do this. God, I'll trust you if. Matter of fact, I believe you even more if you do this. That ain't trust. That's transactional. Daniel said, this is trust right here. If he does not, let it be known to you, O king... That we're not going to serve your gods or worship the golden image that you have set up. Man, let me tell you something. If you don't stand for something, you're going to fall for everything. And I want to ask you tonight as I close this up. What would be your response? Would you trust God whether it went well or whether it didn't go well? That's the idea of trust here. Text says that Nebuchadnezzar was filled with wrath. And what happened, y'all? They threw him and all of them into what? The lo- into the burnish, into the burning furnace, into the furnace. And 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 listen, and listen, check this out. The text says in verse 20, he commanded certain valiant warriors who were in his army to tie up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and in, or, in order to cast them into the furnace of blazing fire. Then these men were tied up in their trousers. Their coats, their caps, and their other clothes were, in the, were cast into the midst of the furnace of blazing fire. For this reason, because the king's command was urgent, And the furnace had been made extremely hot. He told them to turn it up even hotter than what it is. Look what it said. The flames of the fire slew those men who were what? Who, listen, it was so hot that the men that was taking them to throw them in were getting killed at the same time. But these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell into the midst of the burning, in the furnace of the blazing fire. Still tied up, then Nebuchadnezzar the king was astonished and stood up in haste and he said to his high official, Was it not three men we cast bound into the midst of the fire? They replied to the king, Certainly, O king. He said, Look, I see four men. Tell your neighbor Jesus will be there for you. See that? The fourth man in the fire was Christ. And can I help you with something? I'll leave you right here. 
I believe that when we demonstrate our trust in God, he will send help your way. Give God a hand clap of praise tonight.